Okie dokie, folks. How's it going? This is Kyle Shaw, a.k.a. The Canadian Goose, and I am here back with another edition of Monday Night Shaw on Love Wrestling. This week on the show, I have a uh, very special guest, a man that I'm pretty sure is employed by Love Wrestling, but might also be employed by uh, like individuals within Love Wrestling. Uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get to the bottom of that. Uh, anyway, it is, of course, uh, the Thickness Reed Matthews, uh, mainstay of the Alberta wrestling scene here. He's been in uh, PWA, Force Pro Wrestling, uh, Real Canadian Wrestling, Love Pro Wrestling, and uh, many other uh, pro wrestling ventures. How's it going, Reed? Good. Yourself, Goose? Oh, I'm doing pretty decent, pretty decent. I'm tired. Yeah. Long day. Um, well, it wasn't too bad today. It's just I, I went to uh, BC this weekend and it was like a, yeah, it was like a 12 hour drive there. And then like, I didn't sleep in the car and then, yeah, yeah it was a three day tour, right? Yeah. Yeah. We left on, um, we left Thursday night at eight 30, got to Kelowna at eight 30 in the morning. Uh, then I, yeah, I think we, we pulled off in a gas station to try and just like catch a few Z's there, but I don't know. Sleeping in a car is not like, not the same. It just doesn't work for me. So I think I got like 20 minutes of sleep before I like actually went to the show and did the match and stuff. Jeez. Yeah. So it was like, it was, it was a long, long day, but a lot of, a a very, very much uh, a good time and, and a lot of fun. And then, yeah, then, then we did the show the next night, which was in a venue that was only, again, like 40 minutes away. And, uh, you know, but that then we had the 12-hour drive back home. And so I'm just a little worn out from that. But uh, Do you, do you, know, you find it's, it's always the drives back that are the worst? Um, Sometimes, yeah. Because, so, like, I, th- this trip was really good, but last trip I went with, the two guys that I went with, like, we'd been in the car for a while, and, like, people were starting to get on each other's nerves and stuff, so it started to get, like, a little tense between those two, and, mm. uh, yeah, that that made it awkward for me, who just likes to get along with everybody, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, so, uh, but... Nonetheless, a uh, lot of lot of fun was had and and whatnot. So uh, yeah, it was yeah, all in all, I like uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a really good time and I got to have a good match with uh, uh, Rick Jules and a good match with Marty Sugar. And I, I won a championship belt and I saw I that lost a championship belt and <laughs> it was uh, it was it was a fun time and uh, a, a experience I'll never forget. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, we're not really here to uh, cover my uh, my travel exploits. We're kind of here to talk about you, bud. So uh, how how about you, man? Like, um, what what got you into uh, wrestling? Uh, so like back because I didn't start wrestling till 2013, and uh, at the time WWE had like all their documentaries out on Netflix. So it started okay. with the Rock's documentary on Netflix. And just steamrolled from there. So you just watched this documentary one day and you were like, oh, yeah, I want to do this? Essentially, yeah. Okay, solid. And, and yeah. the it was the Rocks documentary on Netflix. Rocks documentary, yeah. 
Uh, I'm just trying to figure out which which rock documentary that was. Like, it would have been one of the DVDs, right, that they put out. Yeah, about, about I want to say it was like the build up for the the WrestleMania of 2013, maybe even 2012, because I believe him he did WrestleMania back to back, right? Yeah, he did one. Uh, he did two against John Cena. Yeah, was, I don't know if it was the, the first one or the second one. Yeah, the first one was Once in a Lifetime, and then the second one was. Once in a lifetime again, I guess. <laughs> Part two. Yeah. But they're good matches for sure. Like and and like The Rock has always killed it at WrestleMania for sure. Very true. The one with him and Hulk Hogan is like an all-time classic for me. See, I have like a list of uh, matches I have to watch, and that is one of them. I wanted to go through all of the WrestleManias, but I don't have the app for the network. So it's just trying to find the time to Search it up, find a website, and yeah, sit down yourself. and watch yeah. three hours of manias. I mean, it's it's fair. I I mean, I I do have the the app thing, but I've also definitely got that video or got that video on like DVD and stuff, just because you know I was kind of the prime age for that sort of thing when it was going on, right? Like. True. I will, you know, when I talk to like a lot of the younger people and, and whatnot, like, I'm assuming you're a lot younger than I am, but like, I, I, I don't even know how old you are. So maybe I, I'm 38. Oh yeah. Some I'm 12 years younger than you. Yeah. Yeah. See, which, which means like when I was like 12 years old in like the perfect time to start watching wrestling as like legit, like when I was like 12 years old was like 1998. Mm-hmm. So like right when the attitude era was like starting up. Right. Yep. And like right in the thick of it. And, and then like you weren't even born. Right. So it's, it's just this weird thing for me. Cause it's like very much like that's the era that caught me. And I was in the perfect age range. Like if you watch the attitude era, you can completely tell that they're catering to 13 year old li- like boys. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah, especially from like the clips I've seen, and it's interesting when I I look back because like I had a bunch of friends in high school who all knew about wrestling. Like mm-hmm. when I when I first when I got when I actually like got into wrestling, it's like I've heard of the Undertaker, I've heard of Triple H, like I've heard of these names before, but had no recollection of what they were tied to. So my friends would all bring them up and be like wrestle on trampolines, but it literally had not it did not click in for me at all. And now looking back, I'm like, if I would have started watching wrestling when all my friends did, I literally would have caught like the end of the Attitude Era. Yeah, like that. I think the end of the Attitude Era is like 2002. I would think. Man, that'd be like I was like at that time I'm like five, six, seven. So it's like I probably would have like understood. Yeah, I hear rate, you. So. Yeah, like I think the first ever like pay per view I watched. Cause my dad used to get like um, his boss used to get the pay-per-views and we go over to his boss's house and watch the pay-per-view. And at that time I didn't really, I didn't care about the wrestling. I was not a sports fan. I was like, you watch your sports. I'd go hang out my boss's kid's room and play with his Ninja Turtle toys or whatever, you Mm -hmm. know? But I do remember we watched the the Royal Rumble, the one with um, Undertaker and Yokozuna and they fight in a coffin match. 
and then uh, Undertaker gets uh, he gets put in the coffin at the end of the match, and then at the end of the match, because uh, like literally the whole roster comes out and, and helps Yokozuna beat him or whatever. And then at the end of the match, a lightning bolt hits the coffin, and then the Undertaker rises from the big screen, and you're like, oh, oh cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, oh wait, maybe this isn't just like you know, maybe this isn't like like hockey is, you know, mm-hmm. like some dumb sport. Like there's there's storylines going on here. Like a lightning bolt just hit that coffin, and the guy inside suddenly appeared above the like the big screen. Like this is dope. You know, yeah, that's definitely eye catching TV. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, so when you did end up first uh, getting it into wrestling, like uh, I, I, you went to train with Lance Storm, right? Yep. Yeah, I trained with Lance Storm or beginning of 2015. And what, like, what road led you to Lance Storm? Like, was did you just hear that that's the wrestling school to go to, or so? Like, like I was like looking around, kind of like putting a little bit of feelers out. And actually, my dad was talking to a friend of his who mentioned it. And I was just like, oh, sure, let's check it out. And sure enough, I was like, yeah, let's go with this one. It was like, really, it was not me at all. It was all my dad on that part. Oh, okay. So your dad, did your dad like cover your enrollment fee and stuff? Um, God, I don't remember. It's been almost eight years. I don't remember because at the time, like I was working like, construction so i had some money so i might have paid it but but like my parents have always supported me like they helped me get my first gear and helped me get my first merch so they've always been very supportive of my wrestling that's solid my my mom is 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 really supportive as well like there's a part of her i can tell hates it because like when i come home and i'm all sore and and like jacked up and like she can tell she's like oh you know (laughs) but yeah but like she also understands that like when I come home and I'm all jazzed up and like I'm riding that adrenaline high, like mm-hmm. I think she gets it. So yeah, uh, my um, that's what my fiance is like too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you started, when you went over to Lance, when, when uh, you said that was eight years ago, I uh, yeah, be eight years in January. Okay, was there anybody else in your uh, in your class that would would be uh, some people we might have uh, heard of? So, to my knowledge, there is one, two, three, only four of us wrestling at the moment. You would know a fifth one, um, Aiden Adams. Okay, yeah, that's... No, uh, no, no not Aiden Adams. What was, what that's was Ennis. That? Yes, yeah, Ennis. Yeah. Uh, Ennis was in my my class. Uh, Giselle Shaw was in my class. Uh, there's a gentleman in Italy named Rocco Casanova. And a gentleman, I believe, in Pittsburgh named Mumbo Italiano. The guy in Italy is is Rocco Casanova. Rocco Casanova. In... He has like a like a lion head of the pride type gimmick. It's actually really neat. I think he does okay. a good job with it. But the guy, the guy from Italy, is not the one called Mumbo Italiano. No, no, the guy in Pittsburgh is actually from Italy. He just moved to Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, solid. Um, did did those guys? uh, Did that Italy guy? Did he wrestle for RCW a little bit? I think he did. Um, I don't know what he went. I don't know what his indie name was at the time. I just remember his name was Andre. Okay. He was kind of tall, skinny. Had like a big tattoo on his arm here. 
Yeah, did he get like like uh did he go to NXT or anything? He did I think he's had extra work on WWE and AEW and I believe he's done a dark match. I don't know if he's done NXT. Oh, okay. He might have though, it's hard to say. And and then uh was the was there an Italian big boss man? It was part uh, of your group, or was that just somebody else? Because, like, I remember the first ever RCW show that I went to. There was an Italian big boss man. Uh, he he kind of, I don't remember what his, that was Rocco Casano. So the, both of those guys came from Italy together, and they actually had prior wrestling experience. So they went and did, like, I think they went to RCW, and then two of my other classmates did PWA. Okay. And, uh, yeah, the other guy is a kind of a shorter, stout kind of fellow. So and he was kind of like a boss man gimmick. Like he keeps straight man. like this guy, the, the the one I'm talking about, straight up wore like the big boss man's costume. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he had like, that exact yeah. outfit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was that was pretty fantastic actually. Yeah. Like I I wasn't holding it against the guy because I was like, yeah, just go up there and have some fun. And I I remember he got dove on too by. Uh, Jesse Neal. Jesse Neal did a big dive off the. Uh, you've been to the uh, festival hall where they have the. Uh, there's like a balcony there. Is Pride, Pride jumped off at once? Oh, the year. one in Red Deer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I was I was at that. That was the first RCW show I ever went to, and and Jesse Neal from TNA jumped off there onto Italian Big Boss Man, Squig, Cujo. Uh, probably the other Italian guy. Yeah, I believe and, he wore... Yeah. I want to say he wore a mask at the time. I don't know if that helps remember him or not, but yeah, they both did RCW shows. Yeah. So when you uh, when you were... When you eventually graduated from, from Storm Academy, how did you get hooked up into your first uh, matches and who were they for? Um, so my first matches were with PWA, uh, Lance and Kurt, had a good relationship so uh lance put in a good word for me and helped me get this shot there uh my first match was uh like five of my classmates and one pwa guy it was um myself uh the rock the big boss italian guy um my buddy drew against um the other italian guy um uh there's another guy that used to wrestle he's in the states now i don't remember what his what his name was he had like a surfer dude gimmick and uh frenetico so that was my first actual match okay um but then my first like actual like i'm reed matthews i'm wrestling was actually against uh sheik shabazz so where was this first one? Uh, was that like just some sort of weird six-way scramble match, or yeah, it was. You, a, you didn't even a, use your your wrestling name. Well, so I, I no, I thought of I had a name at the time. I wanted to go by Cyrus. Oh, okay. Um, but so I did the match, and it was kind of like a oh, like we'll use this to see if we want to bring you on type deal. So we did the six-way scramble, and or just yeah, it was just a six-way match, a three-v-three, and. Uh, then after that, they brought me on, but they're like, oh, we don't, we're not a fan of the names. You need to change it. So then I came up with Reed Matthews. Okay. Was there any, uh, like, is there a story behind why you chose Reed Matthews as your, uh, as your name? Uh, so you, have you watched Criminal Minds? No, uh, not like intently, but. but you, do you know the character Reed? 
Like, I don't know they, any uh, other character. Oh, I know the guy so, from Will and Grace is on there. <laughs> there's a, there's a guy on there uh, named Reed. I don't remember his last name in the show. Um, but he's like the brainy character, and I really liked how he spelled his name with R E I D. And um, actually, it was my sister who mentioned it because I asked her. I'm like, I need a new name. And then uh, Matthews is my middle name, like my actual okay. shoot middle name is Matthews. So Reed Matthews. Put them Solid. together, and 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 uh, do you was were, were you given any kind of instruction when you were coming up with a new name? Like, were they like, oh, we don't like Cyrus because it's too like? Because I believe yeah. they when they they there was a guy in WWE who had the name Cyrus. Yeah. Um. um so that Don was one of the, Yeah, that's one of the reasons why. And then they also wanted two name. They wanted a first and last name. That was pretty much the only thing I was given. Okay, and then where did the thickness part come from? So that's actually from uh, Kurt's son uh, at the time, uh, Fury, Cody Sorokin. At the time, uh, we were the Millennial Rebels, just kind of doing our thing. But when I first started wrestling, I was um, I was in fairly good shape. Like I wasn't like, like shredded, six-pack, but I was in pretty good shape. And uh, he always called me the thickness. And... We were just kind of joking in one show, like, and they were like, "Oh, you should come out to that. Like, you're the thickness, Reed Matthews." And I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." And sure enough, that we just told, uh, "What about Ivan?" I was just like, "Yeah, you're gonna introduce me as the thickness, Reed Matthews," and it's only been up since. Solid, solid. I mean, that, yeah, like I, there's a lot of like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, f- I find that it like choosing a name has to be such a hard thing to do, especially like, you know, like you don't want to come across as too generic, but you don't want to come across as too phony. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I mean, uh, my name is obviously like kind of a weird, like nobody goes, Oh, what's your name? Oh, Canadian goose. <laughs> like, you know, like it's not, it's definitely uh, phony, but it's like more so on the gimmicky side. But like mm. for like a guy like you, it's got to be really hard to just kind of come up with two names that sort of sound good together, but also don't sound like contrived, you know? Yeah. And, and that was a big thing. Like I, when I was picking names, I'm like, I want these two names to like flow. I want it to sound like a real person's name. Not like mm. you hit auto generate on somebody's in like a name in a game or something. Yeah, I mean, like, like auto generate names and it gets you like Mister Big Hat or something like that. You know. Yeah, so I wanted or... something that was smooth. And then when they came up with the thickness, I was just like, I like it. It's, it's fun. I enjoy it. Solid. So, uh, how long was it before you uh, started wrestling under the thickness name? Like, how many matches uh... do you have where you're just plain old fashioned Reed Matthews? I was plain old-fashioned Reed Matthews for almost, I think it was a year and a half by the time everything was said and done. Because like I did my first year of wrestling, I was just green, uh, plain Reed Matthews. And then Colton Kelly and I teamed up on 2016 in October. And then I believe it was... January or February, like I, I believe it was, it was before we got the titles, if I remember correctly, and we got the tide, the tag titles in um, March, 
of 2016, I believe. How did you so, like uh, teaming up with uh, uh, with Colton? Oh, I, I give that man credit for kind of opening me up because, like, when I first started, I was like really shy and like didn't want to like, oh, I want to try some this and whatnot. And being with him and him being like very like, oh, we can do anything. Like, if you want to do something, just ask me and I'll do it with you. So we worked in a ladder match, I believe my second year, might even been my first year. And uh, that kind of slowly opened my shell. And then when he kind of took me under his wing and we teamed together, it was a lot of fun. I actually really enjoyed it. And like I said, I, I give credit to that guy for kind of opening me up for my shell. I, that's, that's, that's completely fair. I can kind of like, I can relate to that situation. Like, um, uh, Colton's brother, Sydney, uh, he's very much the same way. Like he'll see that, like, and even MRBs kind of got good at it now where they'll, he'll see me like standing there thinking about something or, you know, putting something together in my head and be like, Hey, what's your idea? Right. Like, mm-hmm. Because they they kind of know that I'm not about to just start offering stuff up usually unless I'm like prompted to, but uh, especially like a guy like Sid, like yeah, if I explain to him a wild wacky idea, he'll be like, "Let's try it," you know, and I'll be like, "Well, you, if it goes wrong, you could really uh, hurt yourself." Oh, that doesn't matter. Let's just do it yeah. anyway, you know. Like, uh, yeah, okay. that was that's yeah. Sydney in a nutshell too. Yeah, Sydney is Sydney's crazy because like he'll you'll show up at a uh, show to do a match with him and he will present you with ideas where you're like you have to legitimately be like oh I don't know man I don't want to I don't want to hurt you <laughs> like you know like that's what I that's what I feel about Sydney a, a bunch of the stuff he comes up with is always to kill him yeah it's know? always about him like yeah. I, I like I'm wearing the the OG clandestine society shirt from the first clandestine society. And I remember he came up to me, but it was the day before. And he's like, do you want to do the orange crush power bomb? And I'm like, what's the orange crush power bomb. And sure enough, we got that into the, uh, to our match in the next night. It's like, yeah. he comes up with all the crazy things and it's hilarious. Cause like, even before he wrestled, like when he was a ref for PWA and whatnot, or he would just come to the Edmonton shows. He'd pull me aside. He'd be like, "Thickness, I want. You- How does this sound?" And as soon as you hear that, he's like, "Oh, this is gonna be wild." Yeah, he's 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 one of my uh, favorite people to to be in the ring with for sure, and especially to wrestle because I know he like he's down for whatever you know, mm-hmm. and and it makes me more down for whatever too, you know. Exactly, because like I know, okay, well, if he's gonna let me do it. Orange Crush powerbomb to him, which I've never done to him. But if I at least remotely suggested that I'd like to, he would be like, "Oh yeah, totally. This is how you do it, right?" Yeah, <laughs> and oh, he would show me how to do it. Uh, like um, trying to explain it, like when because I've tried using it with other people, and it's like trying to explain the way he does it is hard. Like he just like when he thinks of these ideas and he brings them to you, he is like confident you can do it. But then at the same time, it's like I I went to I think I went to uh, B-Rek Rani and I was like, I wanted to try it with him, but it's just trying to get the hand placement and the right, the right timing was ridiculously hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. And like, 
uh, like legit, if he had come to me and said, "Do you want to do a Orange Crush power bomb tonight on me?" I'd have been like, "No, no, I don't." <laughs> like, uh, let's uh, maybe I could do like a regular power bomb in the match before I advance on to like Orange Crush power bombs, you know? Right. But, um, um, but no, I I absolutely love Sydney, and and I I have a real special place in my heart for uh, Colton as well because. Not only are they brothers, but I've had uh, some good matches with Colton, and like he was the first guy that let me do that crazy uh, Sister Abigail, where his feet are on the ropes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I explained it to Sydney, and I guess Sydney went home and told him what it was, and then yeah, they just showed up and were like, "You're doing that move tonight." And I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah. Um, so how long? How long was it that you uh, said you teamed with uh, with Colton for? I want to say I might even have my timeline off. I might have not have been myself for a year. I might have. I think I started. I started in March. Then October of that year. So October 2015 is when he decided to team up. And I believe it was into 2016 when they gave me the nickname, the thickness might've been like, I think it was, I feel like it was around the summertime. And then, so we teamed from that October to 2017. 2017 anniversary show. Yeah, it was a 2017 then 2017 the anniversary show show March. So almost two years. That's pretty good. Like especially by like indie wrestling standards. Like it seems like every time I start a tag team with a guy, we're like max like six months mm-hmm. before there's some sort of implosion or something. You know. Um, uh, uh, that and 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 it's it just is what it is, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's indie wrestling. People have like schedules to keep, and 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 you know, then the the booker gets all kinds of brand new ideas and stuff. Um. Uh, but that's a that's an impressive run as a as a tag team. Have you uh, have you considered rejoining with uh, Colton and and starting a new team with him? Uh, have a couple times. Um. Usually, just we end up doing different things. Yeah. Um. But I like I won't say I've never thought about it. Like I definitely was like, oh, we can do like the, the comeback story. You know, the Millennial Rebels reunite. But, what to see in the future? Uh, and a hundred percent, because like I mean, uh, like you know, PWA just sort of they seem to run very, very sporadically ever since the, the start of COVID. I think they've mm-hmm. done maybe two shows, right? And uh, uh, no, I think they've only done one. Well, they know it was just didn't. the one dome show. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. Well, like I say, they've only they've been really, really uh, uh, sparse on their their shows. So you guys have ended up uh, wrestling in other places and stuff. And was there any uh, like did was there any conversations that went on like when you decided that you were gonna start wrestling in rcw or love wrestling and everything like did you have to to declare that with uh the the powers of pwa uh no they cleared it up i want to say like after the first year of quarantine um because they thought like you know we're gonna start back up like they're very hopeful uh started quarantine and then like yeah because quarantine happened 2020 and i think by like the beginning of 2021 they're like hey if you want to wrestle for other promotions, go right ahead. You yeah. know, because like they they didn't want to hold us back because of quarantine. They wanted us to still kind of get out there and work. 
Yeah, I mean that makes sense because like then you're not like your first show back isn't featuring a bunch of fat out of shape guys that haven't been in the ring in two years, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, for sure. Uh, there's there's there that sort of stuff. I think yeah, it's good that that that's like for the most part, size like exclusivity in, in promotions has has pretty much become like a, a thing of the past out here you know like mm-hmm. every once in a while we get the, the the like little hubbubs and 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 hard feelings being brought up or whatever but for the most part i think people are pretty realistic about the fact that the guys just want to wrestle you know yeah and i think i think like quarantine really changed a lot of that too when it was like you know, some people aren't wrestling anymore. You have half your roster size now. Well, we need to bring more people in. Let's ask these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that's that's another thing is some of the wrestlers like weren't uh, performing because not not because they couldn't get booked or because they were wrestling for some other promotion that was at odds with the promotions that were still running. It was just mm-hmm. they, you know. It, it wasn't safe to go out and be in, in public spaces. And some people took that really seriously and didn't want to risk it for their family or whatever, which I think is totally, absolutely okay and whatnot. And I mean, and I was now, one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was going to say, um, I, I feel like you came and did a couple of shows in Calgary a little while ago, and then you were off for a while. And then it's yeah. not recently that you've, you've really been started a backup where you're, you're on, your every weekend type thing you know yeah, like I, d- I did a i did a i did that southern alberta invitational tournament okay um, that for... was pw show right for steel no, it, it was the i don't know what it was the like the oh God, i don't remember, i don't know if they if they put their names out there or not but it, when it was like you know how they did like that northern alberta invitational yeah, Edmonton and was, had a bunch of boys. Yeah, and they had one down it was, there. It wasn't for PPW, but we used PPW's ring and venue. Oh, okay. So I did that. that. Must be um, why I thought it was a PPW thing then. Yeah, because uh, uh, friends with the promoter, and I was like, yeah, I'll totally do this. So I came back and I did some training, and I just kind of took it easy for a bit. <laughs> and then I did um, an RCW show. I did one RCW show, and then. COVID started picking back up, so I backed up again. And then I did Clandestine two, Act 2. Clandestine Society Act 2. I was back up for that one. And then I actually caught COVID just before Act 3, so I couldn't go to Act 3. And I just kind of rode out until the vaccine came around. And then uh, that time I was in school, so I was kind of at a really strict schedule. And then eventually... I uh, RCW reached out to me and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll give it a shot uh, and thoroughly enjoyed it. And then uh, I, I don't remember if I reached out to LBW or LPW reached out to me. Um, regardless, got in touch with them and then started working their shows as well. And then since I've been done school, I've tried to pick up more bookings, worked more shows. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been enjoying being involved all this stuff too uh currently you are kind of doing some pretty fun little internet uh uh vignettes and stuff online with uh mars the specialist yep 
And uh, I mean, I don't want to like, this is going to air in a couple of weeks, but I don't want to like, you know, kill the magic or get you to reveal the, 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 the payoff or anything, but mm-hmm. how have you liked being involved in, in doing that sort of like stuff and stuff with the Archer report and like the things that are kind of on the, on the fringe of wrestling, mm-hmm. but are also like involve you being like a performer. I, I really like it. If I'm being honest, like I love doing that kind of stuff. Um, like when I first, when I started coming back to wrestling this year, like I wanted to make it apparent. I want to try and cut as many promos as I can to like better my promo skills. And before quarantine, uh, Archer was running the Archer reports for PWA. I thoroughly enjoyed being a part of them. And even now with LPWA, I enjoy being a part of them. So when Mars, uh, and I were thinking about doing these, uh, skits, um, I was totally down for it. I'm down to do more too. I think it's, I, I it's, it's like a, it's a weird catch 22 because it's like, if fans don't go to watch the videos, they don't understand, but the ones that do really understand. And I think it adds that depth. Like, you know, like this is our backstage scene on raw. This is our, our, a little video packages that you would see on TV. If you're watching Monday night, raw or SmackDown and AEW, like, yeah. these are ours. And I like taking part of it. Cause I want to be involved in all aspects of it. I hear you. I mean, I know that when uh, Archer first, like, uh, you know, used to pitch the Archer report to to new people that didn't understand what it was, he'd be like, it's kind of like being the elite, but for local Alberta guys. Mm -hmm. And I I think that that's that's pretty uh, apt the way it is. Like, that's a good description of it. And I think he's been doing a lot of like really creative stuff on there too. Like some of my favorite episodes are like the, the parodies, like of, of movies and stuff. Like we yep. did one where he's like, we did a weekend of Bernie's one and we did a, you know, a freaky Friday thing where people like switch bodies and stuff. It was all really out there, s- silly things, but mm-hmm. brings a lot of entertainment value too. It does. It, it just, it's also like, it's kind of like, like you said, like being the elite kind of made the elite more personable in a way because you kind of got to see their life. And like this one, you're kind of getting to see these wrestlers in a new light and you're seeing these interactions that maybe you don't really quite hear in the ring, hmm. but you'll actually get to hear and see it all on these videos, right? Yeah, and like they 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 range in like production styles from like there's some that are scripted like almost word for word, and mm. then there's some that are not scripted at all, and there's some where it's like oh something's happening, turn on the camera and catch what's going on, mm-hmm. and like, you get the full range on on those, and that that's something I appreciate too, just because like I don't know I'm for me there's always a, a element of like I really like improvisational stuff you know like i i I could appreciate a well-executed script and stuff but Mm. i've i I think it's so much harder and and so much more deserving of reward to just be able to come up with some wacky idea Mm. off the spur of your moment and and like off the 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 tip of your mind or whatever and just do that right like Mm -hmm. I, i i have a great amount of appreciation for both I really, I really like that middle ground where it's like, here's the direction, do whatever you want to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he's like, it's like, you know, say like we and you are going to have a match. You need to yeah. find a reason for you and goose to have a match. And it's like, okay, cool. And I just make up the rest myself. Cause you're right. Like having that kind of like off the cuff, whatever you ha- whatever you can think of at the moment kind of 
can birth some really great ideas. Yeah, and I don't I don't think it's exclusively to archer reports and stuff. Like we can like there's matches like I've been in where, you know, I'll I'll show up at the show and we plan out the whole match and you know, move for move, we know what's gonna happen. And then there's other nights where I've showed up and the guy's like, Well, you know how to wrestle, I'll see you out there. And it's like okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And then you go out there and yeah, you just you know, act like you know what you're doing and you know, ha have fun and, right. and Fake I've it had, you make it. yeah, I've had some tremendous like stuff and like 90% of the time I prefer like a, you know, like a certain portion of the matches is like just called on the fly. And whereas like we'll, we'll plan out the very intricate things that need to be planned. But then like at a certain point it's like, okay, let's just, you know, riff around for a while, you know? Yeah. And I agree. Like I like, you plan out your little, your difficult spots, but otherwise it's just kind of like read the room. Yeah. Like I remember there was a time. Oh man. It was for force pro one of their early shows. And, um, and I was wrestling Billy Yates and we really didn't like plan anything at the start. Cause it's like, I was baby face. He was heel. He was quite over as a heel. I was over as a baby face. So we didn't yeah. feel the need to like go too crazy with the shine. And he's been wrestling for a long, long time. So long he's like, time. I've I've found that it's a lot of those old school brothers that are the ones that are like, yeah, you know how to wrestle. I'll see you out there. Like mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. they don't like want to sit around and plan your orange crush power bombs and stuff. No, they're yeah. going to go out there and, and just call it to you while you're yeah. wrestling. And but like you know. we like we planned our intricate stuff, but like just in the shine alone, it was just like playing with the crowd, like because he was carrying his i don't remember what belt he was carrying at the time you know but i call it a walmart i called it a walmart belt and the crowd was just yelling walmart at him <laughs> right that he bought it at walmart and he would yell back at the crowd and it was like that was a good like two three minutes so like, okay cool we can go right into a heat like we don't need to do much from here yeah yeah i i i exactly like i understand where you're coming from like it's just when you have those like you know <laughs> Like it's a live show. Like that's mm -hmm. my favorite part about what we 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 sort of do is that like, it, yeah, you can put wrestling on TV and stuff, but like, I enjoy live wrestling ten times more than I enjoy oh, televised. Entirely. Wrestling. Like you entirely. know, it's a it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, and like even like I haven't wrestled for television. Like maybe maybe once we did for that. Uh, uh, we did the eye pay-per-view in Manitoba. It was for CWE. And I think my match for there got recorded for a YouTube thing, but like other, like I didn't change up what I do because mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, this is kind of what's got me here. So I'll just do this. There was one point where my opponent like grabbed me and switched me. It was like, oh, work the hard cam brother. It was like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, this is, but uh, I mean, other than that, like it's always been, you just go out there and, 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 and vibe off the people and, and that, and it's a lot of fun, but like you, there's still definitely a lot of times where things are, are planned and stuff. And I'll tell you though, there's nothing worse than when you have like this dope plan in your mind and it just doesn't work. Like it happens. Yeah. And then like, but like the, the thing that's great is you have the complete opposite where you have nothing nothing planned and then you go out there and you fucking kill it and just things go amazingly 
And like, that is like the, the that's like the best feeling. No, yeah. And I, I totally agree. Yeah. There's some, there's nothing worse than like planning something really intricate and it kind of falls through in like a really weird spot. But then at the same time, it's like, you didn't plan anything. You guys just did some shoot, shoot something in the ring and it turned out great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Besides uh, Lance Storm and, and Giselle Shaw, who are two pretty big names that you uh, you were involved with training with, uh, you know, no offense to the Italian big boss man, um, <laughs> but but, but uh, besides those two that have kind of got uh, names, who else are some uh, some some names we might recognize that you've been you've been fortunate enough to be in the ring with? Um, Michael Richard Blaze for one. Um, early on in my tag career he was we did a rivalry with him and brandon van danielson uh had a false count anywhere match with him with my mayhem title for pwa uh got to train with him of course because he started his training school so got to do stuff with that work with him clandestine was been a lot of fun as well um uh, i wrestled heavy metal once for rcw um, I wrestled really uh, just a lot more of the locals like uh, Mars, the specialist, and I did a had a, um, like a war over summer for RCW, okay. which was a lot of fun. One of my favorite rivalries I've had. Yeah, those um, guys that you mentioned are all like fantastic. Like I've mm-hmm. been in, I've been in a tag match against MRB, and obviously, like I I train with him and stuff too. And he's one of those guys where he's kind of like one of them that's on my like list of guys I want to wrestle in the singles before I have to uh, uh go out with for my knee my knee thing mm-hmm. but uh yeah no I've also I've I've mess- wrestled metal and then recently I got to wrestle with Mars the specialist and I, I thought that was an absolute treat like it was like a very fun you know uh match to put together and and we had a lot of we had a lot of fun in the ring and it wasn't like a a stressful situation it was literally i went to that uh uh love pro show that they did at the outdoor hockey arena Mm -hmm. and uh, i went to help set up the ring and stuff you know and uh spencer just said hey goose do you want to wrestle mars the specialist and i was like Yes, I do. And then, then we we it was like hey, you guys got eight to ten and, and we went out and had a had a, a really like a fun match and it was it was a great honor for me because like I I had just made like a list of, of like ten guys that I want to wrestle before I have to go for my surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Mars was on the list and the fact that it was as good of an experience as I was hoping for is 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 killer. Yeah, I remember that show. It was three matches. I remember Mars. Mars came up with me for training, and you were there at training. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did the uh, training camp. Like uh, it was the mini camp for Clandestine yep. Society. And uh, I don't know if this is going to air before then or not, but the, I believe the next one is going to be the twelfth uh, and thirteenth of November. Yeah, sounds right. If it's not the twelfth and thirteenth, it's eleventh and twelfth. I'm, uh, but it's a, it's in November, and if you want to be a part of that and come train with uh, Thickness and myself, and you know, more importantly, uh, people like MRB and Zoe, and uh, you know, Taryn was at the last one. Uh, 
uh, uh, Stephen Crow was at the last one. Jack Pride was at the last one. Son of Irish. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's an immense amount of talent. And like, yeah, if you want to get in on that, definitely uh, get a hold of MRB because it's it's worth it and it's a it's a fun time for sure. And Especially- it's nice to have like a, a lot of these other guys and gals come out to like not only just kind of like brush up on the basics, but like be there to help because it's like there's a difference between like you're going there for training and you're wrestling some other guy who was also there for training, but then actually getting the opportunity to be like, all right, I'm learning from MRB, but then I'm going to go, I'm going to go do my move with Jack pride who can also kind of help me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like it, it, it's, it's definitely been an interesting thing for me because like you get to work with everybody from people that have far more experience than you do to people that have never been in the ring before, mm-hmm. you know? And then like, you got to kind of vary your, your style, like accordingly, right? Like if you lock up with somebody brand new, maybe, maybe they're being really tight and, and like rigid and stuff. And you got to tell them like, Hey, loosen up, man. Or, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe you, it's, it's like the, you're locking up with uh, like a really experienced person and you realize, Oh, I'm the one that's really being rigid and tight right now. And I should loosen up, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, 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 it's very interesting. And uh, I, I actually, I love being a part of it. So, but anyway, uh, like I was going to say, if you want to be a part of that, definitely uh, get a hold of MRB um thickness so you haven't you actually haven't had a chance to be on in the ring with anyone that's been on like tv or something Um, i would have expected you to have had at least like six matches with gangrel by now (laughs) (laughs) no um i guess like the closest to like a name you would say was like i was in like a triple threat with the billingtons two weeks ago okay the billington bulldogs they would be the closest at the moment um, all right but i think as like time moves on i'm sure opportunities will present themselves yeah 100 percent. and i mean like you're you're really really good so i would assume that that'll happen to you like sooner rather than later especially yeah, f- like, fingers crossed you yeah know, you never know with lpw right like they've been really given a lot of opportunities for people to wrestle some bigger names yeah and i mean they've been like even a lot of their guys are becoming big names like there mm-hmm. was a, a bunch of people that were on LPW shows on, you know, on AEW last week, like Voros's, uh, Bollywood boys, Jody threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kid chocolate, like a yep. bunch of people, kid chocolate's been killing it lately. Yeah. Just getting everywhere. It's awesome. Were you, in the, were you, was kid chocolate part of your, uh, millennial rebels tag team? No. Um, he joined, Colton Kelly, like I want to say the just like the latter half of twenty twenty, no twenty twenty nineteen it was. You, they kind of joined up together, so no, it, it was past when I was there. Oh, okay. So you had already like left the faction before he joined up. Yep. Oh, okay. Still, I think he's he's really good. Tell me about. He's really good. Uh, Tell me about uh, your match in the uh, in the Calgary uh, Dome there. Oh um, man, which one? Well, yeah, well, like the first one. Let's go with the first one. So, who did you who did you wrestle on the first one? It was a battle royale for my Mayhem Championship. Um, 
I don't I don't know if I remember them, but it had Jack Pride, Burek Orani, uh, Big Bad Boris was in that Rumble. Um, of course he was. <laughs> I don't know if you remember Mephisto from PWA earlier years. Um, um, I've heard the name. Um, who else was in there? Uh, Titan. I don't even remember. There was a bunch. We had a bunch of guys for that one. And that was a lot of fun. That was my first time being in the ring with Jack Pride. And I believe that was one of the times me and Birat also got to do a few things. Because I believe after that we had a match to get our first singles match against each other. And um, that one was a lot of fun. Like We didn't really know what to expect. Because like we were setting up this, we were setting up the ring after the hockey game. Who's going to stay after the hockey game for this wrestling show? Mm-hmm. But um, it was a lot of fun. I and if you ever ask uh, Big Bad Boris, he is very happy that I bumped for him. The whole we had a plan for him to kind of do one thing and then get out really quickly. And I and I went up and he was. We were kind of like going around thinking of spots, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'll bump, I'll bump for you. You know, so he gave me a shoulder tackle. He was very happy about this. Every time we see each other, it's just like, hey, I bumped for you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And it was like the first time being in front of a crowd that size. Like, I think we had 3,000 people at the first Dome show. Okay. Well, that's and, pretty cool. Oh, it was wild. Like, my entrance music got played at the Dome. I was on, like, the big screen. Because I, as the Battle Royal, I was the only one who had an uh, entrance. Everyone okay. else came out at the same time. So like there was like a moment where I'm just kind of like sitting there, like just staring at the crowd. I'm like, oh my God, this is the craziest thing ever. And we got to change in like one of the just like the I think it was the lacrosse team's change room in the back, but it was so much fun. Yeah. That was then, that it was like Bret Hart appreciation night or something. Yeah. Did you get to meet Brett? Um remember, did I get to meet Brett? I wanna say I did, because we also ended up putting up the old WWF ring that Brett owns. Just for that, like, they, they set, like they set it up. No, I think they set up so you can take pictures of the Brett there. So there was a few of us setting that up early morning that day, which was a really cool experience. Like to like see the old ring and like it had like the old term buckle pads and everything. Yeah. Did you guys bump around in it? Oh yeah, it was so stiff. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh <laughs> man, it had not no not too good. much. You took no, like oh, one no, or two no. and you were like, oh I'm good. Oh no, yeah. one. <laughs> one. Yeah. I, I want to say myself. Mo Kachaglet, Michael Richard Blaze, and maybe a couple other guys took a bump in it just to say we took a bump in that ring. Oh god, it was so stiff. No wonder all those guys have like hip and back problems. Yeah, that's that. That's it's an interesting thing because like rings are made in all different configurations. I've seen mm-hmm. at least you know five or six different types of rings and they all vary in in like comfortability and stuff like some some are yeah they're nice and soft to bump in but like we i don't know if you were there for that one show we where we had the white pads on the on rcw ring i was there for the underlay okay underlay so that might have been before that Okay, well, we did. This was fairly recently. Like we had the the gray f- foam, and then that got so pulverized that you know people were complaining and stuff, and and rightfully so. And then so uh, Squiggy bought some like white foam, and it was much thicker and way softer to bump on. But the problem was it was like running in goddamn quicksand. 
like literally like you oh, try to so hit the rope. Yeah, it was way too like you, uh, you literally no. couldn't lift your legs. And so I think we actually went back to the crappy gray underlay and people were like, Well, it's at least we we can run now. At least we can run <laughs> the ropes. Oh, yeah. Brutal. And then uh then he, he, we finally uh started using this stuff that uh uh Kat Von Hees and uh Bobby Sharp have uh been providing and, and since then that's that's been like probably the best ring that i i i get to bump in yeah also, it is like, really nice yeah like the top talent ring is really good too the uh the the lpw the, one's nice yeah lpw has a good one um the one of the weirder ones was the big west uh ring the one i just came from because mm -hmm. he doesn't he doesn't use like steel uh beams across the middle of the ring like the rcw one does it's mm -hmm. it's he literally uses like two by sixes stood up on their side. So it's, it's like the two by like the long part. Yeah. And it, yeah, you, you're not getting a whole lot of give out of that. No, uh, no, you're not. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit stiff ski that one, but probably nowhere near as bad as the, uh, the, what was it? 1987 Bret Hart ring that you guys oh, set up. So I've come to learn, and I'll talk about the other time we were at the dome. But I've come to learn any ring that has a spring in the middle is stiff. I've I've also heard that the PWA ring from Calgary, the red one, was was a nightmare. We had a red one. It was super easy to set up. I mean, like one guy could literally set up that whole ring because there was no big pieces. Yeah, but it was so stiff to bump in because it has spring in the middle, and the spring wasn't new. Okay. Right. So Whereas just I find like or something like yeah, just old, not as and probably could use some WD forty, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but like you know, like the Edmonton ring, um, the LPW ring, all of them have nothing in the middle. Even the RCW ring, like, there's no, there's no middle yeah. support. It's just I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen a uh, ring with a spring in the middle. You're very fortunate. <laughs> they are stiff. Um, which you would would think is counterintuitive to the point of putting a spring in the middle, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it also used to hop sometimes too. That a PWA red ring for Calgary, like if we didn't quite do the cable around the bottom right, um, when you ran the ropes, it like hopped. Oh, and like the ring would move. It was bad. It was bad. We got rid of that ring, thankfully. Okay, it's no longer around. Because uh, now we have Lance Storm's old ring, and that's the ring we used for the second dome show. And uh, the second dome show, I got to wrestle Shikak Bar Shabazz in a tables match. And I would have to say that's probably one of my that's probably my favorite experience. Yeah. So like we did a we did like a it was almost like a like a big interview like a what did they, what did they call it? It was myself. Uh, Gigi Ray and um, Dirty Duke Durango. We got to a press conference. We're gonna go to a press conference. Oh, okay. So dress up all. So this is kind of a funny story. We dress up all nice. You know, I got my title belt. I'm here to promote my match against uh, Shigak Barshabaz. Still kind of in COVID at the time, so I'm like, I don't know what I'm expecting at this press conference. So I'm like, oh, it's probably gonna be like six people and a couple cameras. Yeah. And I walk out, go on the podium, I turn around, and there's got to be 30 people in this room. So significantly more than you expected. Significant, oh, so like the, I caught a terrible promo. 
because I was just like, oh, I'm so nervous. I did not expect <laughs> They're this. like, how are you doing tonight? Sickness? And you were like, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm sore. I'm tired. I'm fucking I, hurt. And I work with fucking children. <laughs> I, I literally told them, I'm so sorry. I haven't done this in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we got to do we got to cut promos around the arena, which is cool. So I got to cut one at like the Zamboni entrance because that's where we enter from the wrestling. Uh, and then we actually got to go to a Calgary Hitman game, and they actually like put us in like the owner's box. Oh, nice! Which is really cool. We cut promo during uh, one of the intermissions, which was a lot of fun. And then after the game, they actually snuck us out the back. It's like I felt like a, like a famous person. I felt like a movie star. It was so cool. <laughs> And then show day, um, we set up the ring, and Sheik uh, and I have a tables match. It was a lot of fun. I always, I do, I always enjoy wrestling. Sheik was my first match, and we've had a few singles matches. Uh, so, we, but he's definitely one of my favorite guys to wrestle. Nice. I've, I've only ever been in, uh, I think, battle royal with, with him, and, and it's fun though. I, 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 would, I would like he's one of those guys I'd definitely like to have a match with uh, same with you like one definitely. of those guys that's been around for a long time and I just haven't had the opportunity to have like a a one-on-one match I'm sure we've been in battle royals or something but I mean yeah, you, were been, in, we, you were we in did. the first clandestine show together yeah yeah I remember that one I, and I remember uh, backstage we're, we're going over the match and stuff. And then you were like, hey, why don't you come and hit me with some cool move? What do you want to do? And I was like, uh, I'll flap my wings and give you a clothesline. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't have a whole lot of, like, confidence or whatever. But, you know, now I might have suggested something a little more eager. Not quite I, orange, orange Thunderbomb uh, <laughs> level, but. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's funny enough. I, we, Me and uh, B-Rat were actually showing Mars that whole show okay so i got to re-watch that match the the clusterfuck or the tribute to the clusterfuck i should say Mm -hmm. and uh just looking back it's like some of the things i'm like oh this is so bad and some of them like oh this is actually pretty cool which it's a lot of fun things in there yeah because that was at the time like when like michael started doing camps and training yeah so like that's when like because like i know you did a bunch of moves with sydney in there and I mean, you won. You won the match. Yeah, I did with a with a great finish. I might add. Oh yeah, I punched out. Uh, yeah, um, punched out Tex Gaines. Yeah, and he told me to just legitimately punch him. So. Oh, he did. You gave him a goose egg. Oh, I uh, yeah, I did because yeah. he told me to, and I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, if he's telling me to, I'm not gonna be a pussy about it. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I was I was very. Uh, there's a lot of good memories from that night, and I and like just kind of I remember like putting it together. And um, and we we had the plan for you to go over. And uh, I don't know. I don't even know if it's available to watch anymore. But I don't know if it's still on YouTube or not. But um, the the idea we had going in was that we wanted Tex to come in but not do anything. Um, so we had Tex come out. And actually, my fiance offers him a beer from the crowd. And he goes and sits down by her. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you come out and show. And then our idea was give you a big move so you can go sell out of the ring and then people will forget you're there. Because you wanted to be like, oh, wow, the goose is the last one, right? Mm-hmm. But watching back, Sydney comes out for his entrance. His dad's sitting in the chair drinking a beer. And he comes out and just plows through him sitting on the chair. And <laughs> we were at Mars and I were just dying watching watching that. 
Because yeah. it was not something we planned at all. Not something that was expected. But the whole, like at the end of the match, it worked well. We had a double elimination and then you roll out and it's like, oh yeah, the goose won. And then Tex Gaines comes out and you just give him a good clock on the head and one, two, three, and the, the building erupted. It was awesome. Yeah. I remember uh, Ben was the referee. And when I hit Tex, there was an audible sound from Ben, like, oh, like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was so good. Yeah, it was it was it was fun. I mean, I I did feel like uh, like my biggest criticism was that Sydney came out and he did all this really cool stuff, and then me being the babyface eliminated him, and people were like, "Oh, we don't like that." <laughs> and then it was like, "Oh no!" But so I think it it kind of killed a little bit of my steam there. But I think by the end of it, uh, we, we he still had back. steam. Watch watching it back, he still had steam. They still loved it when you knocked out Tex. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I enjoy working with all three of those guys. I'd I'd like to do like some sort of uh fucking storyline or something where it's it's Tex and his boys against me and like two of my guys or something. That'd be yeah, that'd be cool. Fun. Yeah. Um anyway, we have uh we have gotten to the uh hour long point here, bud. Um what is uh where where can the people find you if they and especially like if if anyone would like to book you for their wrestling shows and stuff where where can they contact you um you can always reach out to me on social media uh the thickness seven on instagram and twitter uh reed matthews on facebook okay folks well uh those were all the social media plugs from the thickness reed matthews who i would like to extend a huge uh thank you uh for being on the show today uh i i was always i always have a good time uh, chatting with reed and uh i look forward to seeing him at some upcoming shows uh hopefully he gets the the team going with uh mars the specialist because uh I'm, I, I think the short Kings would be great. And uh, I, I'm very much looking forward to uh, hopefully getting to wrestle with him as, uh, at some point as well. Um, he's giving big thumbs up because he can't hear any of the things I'm saying right now. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I've been Kyle Shaw here for uh, Love Pro Wrestling or Love Wrestling. Uh, this is Monday Night Shaw. You've been listening and uh, we'll see you on the next one. All right. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.